Hi, I'm Gianna Volpe, and thank you for listening to The Heart of the East End on WLIWFM, the show where we get to the heart of any matter at hand with folks from all walks of life on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. We stream online at WLIW.org radio and welcome your comments, questions, and collaborations of all kinds on The Heart of the East End. Live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York, I'm Gianna Volpe with local news on Long Island's only NPR radio station. 29 violations have been issued to each of the two owners of what Southampton town officials say was an illegal vacation rental without working smoke detectors in Noyak, where two Maryland sisters were killed in a fire earlier this month. John Asbury reports on Newsday.com that the husband and wife who own the home, identified as Peter and Pamela Miller, were issued a total of 58 violations for multiple illegal alterations and renovations at the home and for not maintaining such safety measures as smoke nor carbon monoxide detectors, Southampton Chief of Emergency Management Ryan Murphy said. Fire officials said the blaze likely started at an outdoor kitchen, which spread to the rest of the house where a family from Potomac, Maryland, was staying. Two sisters, Jillian and Lindsay Weiner, 21 and 19, were killed inside. Their parents and 23-year-old brother were able to escape the brother by jumping out a second-floor window. Quote, the outdoor kitchen is still the most likely cause of the fire. And quote, that's Ryan Murphy. The violations were issued this week after town fire marshals and inspectors found smoke detectors disconnected or without batteries. Officials also found no carbon monoxide detectors and other plumbing and electrical violations. Murphy said, quote, several detectors had no backup batteries and were not hardwired. Most of them were missing batteries and not plugged in, end quote. The violations issued by the town were not related to the deaths and are being heard in Southampton Town Justice Court. They range from violations to misdemeanors. The Suffolk County DA's office is reviewing the case to decide whether to pursue additional charges. Looking at the start of the school year for the first time since COVID-19 shuttered schools in March 2020, the start of school on Long Island won't focus on the pandemic, but on more traditional things such as new sneakers and backpacks, seeing old friends, and sharing summer stories. As reported on Newsday.com, in Nassau and Suffolk counties, the 2022-23 academic year begins this week and next. Most East End schools start classes the Tuesday after Labor Day. Notable for what's missing this term, plastic desk guards, social distancing, widespread masking, and remote learning. There will be no state requirements for contract, excuse me, contact tracing, daily testing, or quarantining. Masks will be optional, and students and staff tell Newsday that their mindset is a balance of striving for normalcy while staying cautious. Dr. Sharon Nachman, chief of pediatric Infectious diseases at Stony Brook Children's Hospital said she sees another kind of normal thing coming back, and that's kids getting sick with routine respiratory illnesses in late fall and early winter. She noted many kids didn't get sick over the past two school years because they were wearing masks, distancing, and not hanging out together as much. Infections will be occurring, she said, including the coronavirus. All these respiratory illnesses, colds, and flu are easily transmitted. If a child feels a little ill, they should stay home, the doctor said. But with so many parents back at work, she knows some won't take off to monitor their kids. In political news, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis had to pull out of a big bucks 
fundraiser for New York gubernatorial candidate Lee Zeldin on Long Island yesterday because of an unforeseen tragedy, the candidate's rep told the New York Post. Quote, an unforeseen tragedy forced Governor DeSantis to reschedule his trip to New York. That's Zeldin spokesperson Katie Vincenz, who told the Post that, declining to elaborate, quote, while we're rescheduling with Governor DeSantis for a later date, tonight's fundraiser will proceed and is expected to raise almost a million dollars, end quote. The Sunshine State Republican was slated to appear at a $25,000 per plate gathering in Oyster Bay last night. Former President Donald Trump is scheduled to headline a fundraiser next Sunday for Congressman Zeldin. The event is set for September 4th in Deal, New Jersey. And finally, here on Hill Street in Southampton Village, the silver screen next to the WLIWFM studio is on pace to once again shine. Potential new owners of the village's movie theater, shuttered for the duration of COVID, have come forward to say they are in contract to buy the building. Vera Chinese reports on Newsday.com that the buyer, identified in a news release as Hill Street Cinema LLC, said the plan is to reopen the space for movies and cultural events. The four-screen theater was most recently operated by Regal Cinemas. Quote, the purchase was motivated by our fervent desire to preserve this essential component of Southampton Village's culture, as well as reactivating the building's distinctive architecture, which has anchored the community center for many years. Said the release, sent on behalf of the buyer, quote, our cinema has entertained generations of families throughout the east end of Long Island, end quote. Colonial-style movie house at 43 Hill Street was constructed by Michael Glynn in 1932 as the 1,062-seat Glynn's Southampton Theater, featuring an opulent auditorium known for its massive chandelier. According to the release, more than a half-century later, United Artists demolished the auditorium and replaced it with four theaters. Last year, longtime building owner Ken Carlin announced the cinema would not reopen amid uncertainty in the movie theater industry. It was most recently on the market for $8.9 million, according to an online listing. The news release did not disclose the agreed selling price being paid by Hill Street Cinema LLC. Concerns over COVID-19 transmission and pandemic protocols slashed movie attendance nationwide and raised fears over the future of movie going, even after chains like Regal began opening in late 2020. Most recent numbers do, however, point to some improvements. Gross sales in July approached pre-pandemic levels with $1.1 billion, down about 12% from the nearly $1.3 billion in July 2019. Staying on Hill Street for the weather as we prepare for Monty Farber and Amy Zerner to join us here in the WLIWFM studio at the bottom of the hour, looking like a mostly sunny Monday with a high near 79 degrees. South wind 5 to 9 miles per hour tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 71 degrees. South wind 7 to 9 miles per hour right now, it's 77 degrees, and it's the wishing edition of the heart. Featuring music from all decades and genres, we've got the Oh Hell, the Oh Hellos, Jack Johnson, Dusty Springfield, the Diddy Bops, and the Doors. But first, Adriana, Adriana Casalotti, and Harry Stockwell from Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, kicking it off with a track from 1937, right here on Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
Monty Farber and Amy Zerner will be joining us a little later in the hour than usual. That's okay. Music from all decades and genres. Between now and then, Jack Johnson, my friends, here on WLIWFM. Well, I was sitting, waiting, wishing you believed in superstitions Then maybe you'd see the signs But Lord knows that this world is cruel And I ain't the Lord, no, I'm just a fool And in loving somebody, don't make them love you Must I always be waiting, waiting on you? Must I always be Sing your songs, I dance your dance I gave your friends all a chance Putting up with them wasn't worth never having you Oh, maybe you've been through this before But it's my first time, so please ignore the next few lines Cause they're directed at you Want this block to 
listening to the heart of the East End, the weekday morning and midnight show here on WLIWFM, featuring music from all decades and genres, as well as folks from all walks of life, all because of you, the listener supporter of Long Island's only NPR radio station. These next three tracks brought to you by the letter D, and this is Dusty Springfield's version of Wishing and Hopin', ahead of the Diddy Bop's Wishful Thinking and the Doors' Wishful Sinful here on Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Wishing and hoping and thinking and praying, planning and dreaming each night of his charms that won't get you into his arms. So And show him that you care Show him that you care Just for him Do the things He likes to do Wear your hair Just for him Cause You won't get him Thinking and praying Wishing and hoping Just wishing and hoping And thinking start that won't get you into his heart so if you're thinking of having true love is all you gotta do is hold him and kiss him and squeeze him and love him yeah just do it and after you do Wishing and hoping, just wishing 
From the doors to Guster Skilo on deck here on Long Island's only NPR radio station. It's What You Wish For from the Lost and Gone Forever record of 1999. 30 years after the doors recorded Wishful Sinful on the Wish and Edition of the Heart on WLIWFM.
We'll be hopping back to the 70s for Stevie Wonder's I Wish. But first, staying in the 90s for this next one, Skilo's I Wish on WLIWFM NPR Radio. I was a baller, I wish I had a girl who looked good, I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six form part. I wish I was like six foot nine so I could get with Leoshi, cause she don't know me, but yo, she's really fine. You know, I see her all the time, everywhere I go, and even in my dreams, I can scheme a way to make her mine. Cause I know she's living fat, her boyfriend's tall and he plays ball, so how am I gonna compete with that? Cause when it comes to playing basketball, I'm always last to be picked, and in some cases never picked at all. So I just lean up on the wall, or sit up in the bleachers with the rest of the girls who came to watch they man ball. Dad, y'all, I never understood black, while the jocks get the fly girls and me, I get the hood rats. I tell them scats, skittles, kebabble, got hit with a body, but sit in the hospital for talking that mess. I confess it's a shame when you living in a city that's the size of a box and nobody knows your name. Glad I came to my senses, like quick, quick, got sick, sick to my stomach, overcoming by thoughts of me and her together, right? So when I asked her out, she said I wasn't a type. I wish I was a little bit taller, I wish I was a baller, I wish I had a girl who looked good, I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six-four baller. I wish I was a little bit taller, I wish I was a baller, I wish I had a girl who looked good, I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six-four baller. I wish I had a brand new car, so far I got this hatchback, and everywhere I go, yo, I get laughed at. And when I'm in my car, I'm laid back. I got an A-track and a spare tire in the back seat, but that's flat. And you want to know what's really whack? See, I can't even get a date, so what you think of that? I heard that prom night is a bomb night with a hood ratchet and old type of Rito. Figaro, when in my car, I can't even get a hello. Well, so many people want to cruise cringe on Sunday. One day, I'm going to have to get in my car and go. You know, I take the 110 into the 105. Get off on cringe yard, tell my homies look alive. Because it's hard to survive when you're living in the concrete jungles and these girls keep passing me by. She looks fly. She looks fly. Make me say, my, my, my. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call her. I wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and six more parts. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call her. I wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and six more parts. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I was a little bit taller, y'all. I wish I was a baller. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. Hey, I wish I had my way, cause every day would be a Friday. And you can even speed on the highway. I would play ghetto games. Name my kids ghetto names. Little Mookie, the Owl, the Rain. Yo, you know that's on the real. So if you down on your luck, then you should know just how I feel. Cause if you don't want me around, see, I go simple, I go easy, I go greyhound. What's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. Ah, yes. Ain't that fresh? Everybody wants to get down like that. Wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six-four parlor. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a
You do look fly, and you're listening to the Wish and Edition of The Heart here on Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM. 88.3 on the FM dial throughout eastern Long Island, 96.9 in central and western Suffolk. Streaming online to wherever you are at WLIW.org slash radio.
40 years after Stevie Wonder recorded the Songs in the Key of Life records. Really, it's a, a double vinyl. Uh, Marin Morris and the Avett Brothers recorded these two tracks. I Wish I Was on the True Sadness and Hero records, respectively. I'm Gianna Volpe, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM. 15 minutes before the NPR news break at the top of the hour and the local news update right here on WLIWFM. I wish I was a flame Dancing in a candle Lighting up your living room High on a mantle I could bring some romance Without any scandal And then when you were done You just put me out I wish I was a tune You sang in your kitchen Putting your groceries away And washing your dishes I could float around your tongue And then when you were done, you just quiet down. But if I get too close, will the magic fade? Would I turn you off or away? If I pull you. I was a sweater wrapped around your hips And when it got too cold into me you'd slip And when the sun came back you would hang me up And I would watch you while you undressed But if I get too close, will the magic fade? Would I turn you off or away? If I pull you in, now would I push 
Not a song, I'm not a sweater, I'm not a fire, I'm something better, I'm a man in love, writing you a letter, will you take it, will you keep it? Will you read it, believe it? I love you, I'm sorry. All right, so we've actually got our guests, Monty Farber and Amy Zerner. She's going to be with us in just a moment. Uh, since we're 10 minutes before the NPR news break, let's use our 10 minutes now. Now, we've just passed a new moon in Virgo. Monty uh, this weekend, meaning today might still be a great time to talk about getting uh, organized and setting new intentions. I've invited three Long Island experts in doing such into the WLIWFM studio this morning, the first of which Dream Team couple, Monty Farber and Amy Zerner. Welcome to the heart, Monty. Amy, joining Thank us you right so now. much. Thank you for being us. Now, we're talking a lot about intuition this morning, and the Intuition Oracle is a tool that will help one realize and fulfill intentions all tools need to be cared for and monty and amy's new intuition oracle cards portend to be a survival tool uh, that primes the pump of one's intuition and decision making abilities let's start by talking about the importance of meditation uh, in realizing one's intentions and how to put these cards to work by fitting them into one's meditation practice well, the thing is, is you're meditating whether you want to be or not. We call it thinking. <laughs> but right. Meditation. <laughs> I is, do that. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> meditation is when you sort of go with a carrier wave. In science, there's something called a carrier wave. And you want to get on the carrier wave of all of creation. And that's why people talk about OM or they, they have a mantra. It's all about quieting your mind. That's right, and being mindful of the moment. And sometimes that's not so easy to get rid of the monkey mind that they talk about where we're so distracted or right. things pop in. But little by little, if you practice, which an oracle really helps you do that, to kind of focus on the moment to see what the signs and symbols have to tell you. You know, it's got to be harder than ever to do what you're saying, Amy, which is quiet the monkey mind, especially when, let's say, the smartphone device has notifications <laughs> pop up 
How can one uh, uh, open up to like finding out if there's a block in their conscious awareness to which they were previously unaware? I know that's something that these cards can help you do. Yeah, because you get in touch with your intuition. Unfortunately, intuition has a bad rap. Everyone's like, your logical mind is where it's all at. But intuition has a bad rap because it used to be called women's intuition. So it's the if you're against intuition, you're with the patriarchy. Well, it's feminine because it's the receptive part of us that kind of accepts the mystery, kind of has faith. And I think a ritual, a regular ritual, you know, just like the way you brush your teeth or take a shower, if you have that ritual time where right. you take a little quiet moment to tune in, and the, the cards help you do that because um, they're they're full of rich images and pictures, and they're calming and beautiful to look at. And then you get a message. You can get a message in your mind or read the message on the cards. And, and to contemplate that, to contemplate where you're at in this moment, it's a beautiful ritual to do every day. And you got to remember, who are the people that use visualization and, and rituals and more than anyone, sports people. Mm. You know, they've already figured it out that right. if they see themselves in their mind's eye winning winning or, or, or doing exercise, it's almost as good as doing it for real. So it's not the woo-woo thing people think it is. Right. You know, it's, it's practical. And, and wealthy investors, they, right. they say, oh, I fly by the seat of my pants or I go by my gut instinct. That's your intuition. Right. And there's, there's a lot of science that backs that up as yeah. well. We'll be talking about that specifically with Kyle Lynch at the bottom of the next hour. So let's return. I know that uh, Kyle, for example, does his meditation practice in the morning. Can you talk a little bit about uh, how meditation fits into your own uh, daily routine? Well, for me, my creative process is my meditation because meditation doesn't always have to be, you know, total silence. It can be cooking. I mean, cooking, making a beautiful meal is a meditation for me. Walking into my studio feeling the vibe, feeling the energy of the day. That's that's my daily meditation. Right. Speaking of cooking, the philosopher Gurdjieff used to teach by cooking for his students and talk while he was doing it. So people have a tendency to put down what they do as being only what they do, but everyone has their own practice whether they realize it or not. Can, can we talk about uh, the collective again and return to the idea of the OM, uh, how people get on, what did you call it, the, the, carrier, the carrier wave? wave yeah. Um, it's there all the time, just like your intuition is telling you to take the bridge, not the tunnel all the time. But like you said before about the cell phones and notifications and the radios blasting and you're in all kinds of different colored lights, but you are still required to calm your mind and to not be a warrior. I mean, that that's a word. You're not at war with life. You want to just... It's you quite want, the opposite, in fact. Right, exactly. You want to fit in. You want to. You want your life to be all that it can be, which right. actually brings us back to a, an old army slogan: "Be all that you can be." Right. But you want to enjoy life to the full, and meditation is just another aspect of doing it, like going to the movies, except it's the movie in your mind. I've always, you know, sort of noticed little little coincidences, synchronicities, as it were, and felt sort of followed by this sort of kismet. And uh, now I'm realizing that's just uh, my way of of being along with the carrier wave, yeah. going along yeah. and being uh, 
Although, although we can certainly fall off of, of that. All the time. Well, yeah, you have to be vigilant, and it's something that, that you have to practice and, and do all the time. But the more you notice synchronicities, the more they happen, I find. It's true. And or we've only got uh, about three minutes left. So before uh, we get off the air, can we talk a little bit about how did Authors' Night go for you guys? Oh, we loved oh, it. It was so nice to see everyone again, and what a high vibe. We're so blessed out here to have so many authors. We were kind of stuck with our own book but and didn't get to right. <laughs> go talk to Experience. everyone else. We were thinking that it would be nice to have a little uh, schmoozing time with other authors before Authors' Night as an idea, maybe an add-on. Oh, to yeah. A yeah. Pre, companion? pre-show. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they have the post-show dinners, but why not? Yeah. Now, now, you guys have done Authors' Night many times before? Yeah, we yes. did it back in the day of Elaine Benson Gallery, which is before your time when I you think were a it's, child. It started in a different form there and we one time we were between kurt vonnegut and uh, and, and joseph heller <laughs> oh my god <laughs> they were very funny with our tarot cards <laughs> joseph heller is uh, catch 22 right exactly yeah. oh i my mean his good everyone every time every day everybody says the word catch 22 but yes. he's the one who invented it which is a fantastic novel and of course it is a i'm great. a big fan of vonnegut jr yeah all right so we've we've only got a few minutes left let's talk about where folks can uh, get their hands on Intuition Oracle. Well, it's published by Barnes and Noble's publishing company, okay. so Barnes and Noble is the first place. But we want people to support their local bookstore. Yes, we know it's a Bookhampton. Okay, or they're so nice to carry our books. And exactly. I know the the local the local book folks say if you don't see something on their shelves, ask you can them. Yeah. Ask them, and they'll order it in. Oh, no, definitely. And then you're you're still supporting someone local, right? Well, and it, and obviously it's going well because it's the number one new release in fortune telling on Amazon, and it has been for weeks. So, not at all surprised. Putting together Monty, your insight with Amy, your artistic insight. Before before we do get off, we've got about a minute and a half. Monty, where are we? As far as the stars are concerned, oh what God. would what would you say <laughs> to advise uh, folks uh, today and in the next week? Make your base secure. Make sure that you can survive like three months with uh, what you have as as best you can, because right now is a very difficult time astrologically. The planets are in this particular lineup that hasn't been seen. It's called the Barbeau cycle. B a r b a u l t. If you want to look it up. And hasn't been this low since the fall of the Roman Empire. <laughs> so, I mean, we're going to get through it because we get through everything. That's right. You know, and and, and making your base secure is listening to your intuition. Yeah, exactly. That's what we make as tools for getting through difficult times. Yeah. Don't be scared. Be prepared. Yeah, be exactly. mentally strong. Exactly. Be excited <laughs> for the future. Yes. And to get out of the. Uh, Take care of yourself. Yeah, our parents and grandparents endured stuff that we can't even imagine, and so it, you know, the planets might be this or that, but we still have the responsibility to be strong people. So grateful to both of you for joining us this morning. Thank you. We're going to let you go into the NPR news break. I'm Gianna Volpe. That's Amy Zerner and Monty Farber right here on the first segment on Monday, underwritten by Guildhall. With Long Island Local News, I'm Gianna Volpe on WLIWFM. Under a 2019 law that began New York State's automatic expungement of low-level marijuana possession convictions, the criminal records of as many as 35,000 people 
have been cleared, according to documents and interviews. But almost all those records have been sealed, not destroyed, as many supporters of the law had expected at the time it was passed. Instead, the expungement law has destroyed just 13 criminal records statewide, and that has led to confusion over whether expungement under the law means a conviction record is sealed or actually destroyed and what the potential consequences of each would be. Some advocates say sealing is sufficient, but others warn sealed records can still be accessed, even though the documents can only be unsealed under limited circumstances. Michael Gormley reports on Newsday.com that the 2019 law that began decriminalization was a victory for the Democratic-led New York State Legislature and by then-Governor Andrew M. Cuomo. Supporters said it was necessary so that low-level marijuana crimes didn't get in the way of New Yorkers trying to make a better life, to rent apartments, get hired, secure student loans, or obtain a professional license. A sealed record means that the rap sheet still exists, but the convictions can't be accessed by prospective employers, landlords, bankers, or student loan offices, or for other everyday transactions. Someone with a sealed record can legally say they haven't been convicted of a crime. A sealed record, however, can be unsealed and used when the person who was convicted applies for a pistol permit or a job as a police officer or peace officer or by order of a judge based on his or her judgment. Many supporters of the law had believed expungement meant the criminal records would be destroyed. To destroy the records, a previously convicted person must petition the court. Destruction means that not even a judge could resurrect the record of convictions. In other news, Senator Chuck Schumer yesterday called on federal student loan providers to boost their staffing levels to handle the volume of calls from borrowers inquiring uh, inquiring about the student debt relief plan rolled out last week by President Biden. Laura Figueroa-Hernandez reports on Newsday.com that Schumer, the Senate Majority Leader and longtime proponent of a student Debt forgiveness plan said more than 2 million New York borrowers will benefit from Biden's plan, which offers up to $20,000 in debt forgiveness, depending on the borrower's income and other eligibility requirements. Quote, we need to get our loan processors to get with it and inform students how to do this, Schumer said at a news conference in Manhattan. On Wednesday, after Biden unveiled his long-awaited plan, websites for some of the largest federal student loan providers crashed, and consumers reported long delays to each representative's by phone, uh, to reach them by phone. Schumer's briefing came as Democrats fanned out on the Sunday morning political talk shows to mostly laud the plan, while Republicans raised their concerns about its fairness. And finally, a potential buyer, Hill Street Cinema LLC, has announced they would purchase the Southampton Village movie theater. Southampton Village Cinema has been closed since March 2020 at the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. The reopened theater would show movies again and hold other cultural events. The Southampton Movie House at 43 Hill Street first opened nine decades ago. Vera Chinise reports on Newsday.com that the that a potential new owner for the village Theater was welcome news for Mayor Jesse Warren. Zoning changes would allow for a range of businesses there, Warren said. The Village Architectural Review Board has considered making the building's facade a landmark and a new arts and cultural overlay zoning district for offering further protections is also recommended for study in Southampton Village's master plan. 
expected to be adopted next month, the mayor said, quote, the last thing we wanted was a pharmacy or supermarket or department store, Warren said, and that's certainly not going to happen. Warren noted that several art institutions have anchored in the village in recent years, including the Peter Marino Art Foundation on Job's Lane and a Christie's Gallery on Pond Lane. A movie theater is a natural complement for those offerings. Quote, I think it's an important historical institution that a lot of people have come to love. That's Southampton Village Mayor Jesse Warren staying here on Hill Street for the weather in honor of WLIWFM's own Kyle Lynch, our guest for the Monday Meditation at the bottom of this hour, underwritten by Monk Music Studios, looking like a mostly sunny Monday with a high near 80 degrees. South wind 5 to 9 miles per hour tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 71. South wind 6 to 8 miles per hour right now. It's 78 degrees. Getting back to the tunes from all decades and genres, that Marin Morris track, I Wish I Was, mentioned to you at uh, the top of the last hour. The Revivalists, Wish I Knew You, Green Sky Bluegrasses, Wish I Didn't Know, and Gregory and the Hawks, A Wish from the Boats and Birds EP. Uh, before Billie Eilish, Wish You Were Gay from the When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go record. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Marin Morris, and you, whoever you are out there, you are awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
There you go saying those things that make me crazy Here I am afraid to be alone Locked inside this house, it used to be our home Here I go thinking those things I wish I didn't know Here I go spilling my heart with music Forget everything you've learned about me If I dare, if I may Have a say in what you remember will be I hope it's the way I'm gonna kiss you So well, so soon I shouldn't even be alone with you I have an idea what we're supposed to do But I wish I didn't know Doesn't matter what I say, what I see. 
A Wish from Gregory and the Hawks, Boats and Birds EP here on Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM. We're approaching the bottom of the 10 o'clock hour on Monday morning, just after 1 o'clock if you're listening to the replay. And that means it's time for our Monday meditation underwritten by Monk Music Studios. And we're here to talk about exactly that meditation with WLIWFM's own Kyle Lynch right here in the WLIWFM studio. Welcome to the heart, Kyle. Thank you so much for having me. This is this is a fun change to be on this side. It's, it's I know we we almost switched sides. I said, "Oh, you want to come over here?" He's like, "No." no. So <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're talking about meditation. We've got we've got two things to talk about, which is one, you've got a new, is it just an audiobook or also a book? Physical? It's, it's, it could be on Kindle. So there's no physical book. It's got digital. It. Um, initially, I made it just as an audiobook because I feel comfortable recording and editing audio. Right. And there are guided meditations in it. So it's easier to listen to it. Got it. All right. So it's interesting because uh, I loved hearing you talk about your inner dialogue about reading the script for the book because I remember us talking about it. And it kind of fits into uh, what it's like a teachable moment in in the uh, the meat of the book. Yeah, I mean, it's great to have an example. So the book is about um, I took two passions of mine, which include spirituality, metaphysics, synchronicity. It's like I'm so interested in like how all these connections are made. It's like I don't think anything's just a coincidence. Riding the carrier wave. Riding the wave. <laughs> and I'm also very into fantasy sports. And then one night, I just like woke up in the middle of the night and I had an idea and it got me excited. I'm like, I'm going to try to combine the two. Awesome. And so the process is using meditation and synchronicities to make decisions for your fantasy sports teams. The, the first book is on football. Um, but my process with creating the book, this is something new for me to like mm. really dive deep within myself and say, oh, I'm going to create this. And it's like, it's a little out of left field, no pun intended. Um 
but and I was curious about how like I was actually going to create it, like the voiceover work, like just the production of it. Right. And I was just thinking about this internally, and then I was driving around and just like running errands and stuff, and I was listening to WLIW, and the Moth Radio Hour was on, right. and the story was about this woman who has never done any voiceover work. And they were working on some project and she decided to do it herself. And it just like, it worked out. It's like, there's your answer. There were people that were skeptical about her doing it, but she's like, I'm going to do it. And I'm like, okay, there's my answer. Like, like, that's the whole process right there. It's like having questions within ourselves, wondering about it and just like watching how things play out. Letting the universe do the work. Yeah. I like that you talked about how there's cold, hard scientific facts from peer-reviewed scientific journals that sort of dovetail into this process. How much research did you do for this for this book? Um, I mean, I went to school for psychology, right. and then I did graduate school in mental health counseling. Right. And did, did that intersect with your meditation practice? I believe so to some degree. Like, I feel like our left and right brains, like... I believe they're just completely opposite just from like learning like their functions. Mm-hmm. Um, so to have like science-based information and just like given another part of ourselves belief that something can exist. It's like we're trying to tell all aspects of ourselves that something is real. And so, I mean, there's tons of research of what meditation can do for us. And it's just like. What has it done for you? Oh, that's a good question. Um I feel like it's opened me up more intuitively. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it's given me more confidence and more understanding, a little bit more understanding of just what the heck this is all about, humans being on this earth. Like, how do we use tools that we have, like synchronicities and all these kind of phenomenons. Um, And I feel like it's made me a more patient person. All important stuff. Yeah. So there's like, there's so many qualities. Um, I feel like I could think clearer. That's good too. I like that you. So, what's an intention, and how does intention and reducing stress uh, through meditation work together to accomplish uh, one's intentions? Yeah. Um, again, I'm trying to like there, this. This journey is like something that I'm experiencing. So intention is basically just like I like the GPS metaphor. Can you share that? One oh with us? yeah, yeah. This, this kind of just popped into my head. So our intention is where we're trying to get to, the GPS location, okay? And then the signal strength oh, I totally forgot what is, I put. Is, is reduction of stress. Reduction of stress. Helps amplify. The signal. Yes. And then the directions. Are your intuition. Are your intuition. I love that. Who are the fantasy sports karma gods? And what's thing? Oh. <laughs> what's one thing you don't want people meditating or wishing for when it comes to fantasy football or any other fantasy sport? Something that was very important to me was just acknowledging that these sports players are people and they get hurt. So I feel like if I'm creating a product um, that I feel very passionate about and I believe in, then I would also like to help the players. So there, there's a meditation to support the health of the players. And sometimes when you're playing fantasy sports, sometimes you're like, oh, like if it's that so gets hurt, then it's like I could win. And it's like, n- no, you would rather yeah. the player be healthy. Yeah. Um, you don't want you don't want that on your 
on your karmic slate. No, as it not were. at all. All right. So let's talk about how consistent meditation practice affects one's ability to read signs from the universe as well as to set and realize intentions. Have you noticed uh, things changing for you when your meditation practice became more uh, consistent or you became more practiced in meditating? Yeah, I think that's with anything we do. Right. Once like we put our energy and focus to it, it unfolds more and more and more. And that's kind of the process with synchronicities too. If we believe in them, we're looking for them, then they pop up more. Right. So if we combined our consistent meditation practice with the research and knowledge that we have of what meditation can do for us, so then that adds into our belief about meditation, so that unfolds more. Where you put your attention, that expands, something like that? Um, what was it? Energy flows where attention goes. Attention goes. All right, let's talk about the Shadow Lure series. I'm so excited and proud to be holding these in my hand. I remember when you were talking about it, I've always, since I was a little girl, been so into deep ocean uh, oceanography and uh, was, couldn't, couldn't have been, oh my God, the Nautilus is my favorite and he's right on top. Mm. All right, talk about, about these cards. Your first, uh, delving into the card world well first i want to thank you for helping me with them oh hey because i came to you for some grammar help because i know you're a you're a wordsmith and i'm like jonna help me with some of this so i appreciate that of course Um, and let's talk about the art too please give a shout out to the artist oh yeah marta um i forget how to pronounce her name i hired her from fiverr it's a website okay so I, i remember doing my my first logo for the heart on yep. Fiverr. So her name's on the the box, Marta uh, Makevich. Oh, hey, these tube worms. That's like the lipstick that Ursula uses in the the Little Mermaid. Yeah, and I took um, people's like advice, not advice, but like recommendations, because I feel like that's helpful. And I believe um, Bridget mentioned Woo-hoo! the tube tube worms. The tube worms. Yeah. All right, so so let's talk about what these are because I feel like they're more interactive and it's like it's like a nice uh, introduction to folks into uh, the world where, for example, Monty Farber and Amy Zerner's Intuition Oracle cards live. Yeah, um, so these came from just wanting to create something for like the metaphysical community, like just diving into it because i've had some outer body experiences and so then i started to like question our reality and like what's possible and the idea of like using affirmations and meditations and all this stuff like became very passionate for me so i'm like i'm just gonna start creating something so i just had an idea of doing something very simple of creating cards where you just write your affirmation on it um but then with a lot of creative things it evolves so then i had the idea of creating deep sea creatures which represent our shadow shadow selves that yeah, we stuff from like deep deep down inside yep. of oneself. But we're trying to manifest something, and it's we're having difficulties manifesting that thing because those shadows have to come up along with the energies of that manifestation. So that was my mental vision of kind of why I wanted to use deep sea creatures because they have the bioluminescence. So the bioluminescence represents the light within us and what we're trying to manifest and so it's more of a process yeah of kind of 
doing a meditation and planting affirmations within our subconscious and realizing for me this is what i experienced from it i came to a realization of how connected our inner world is with our outer world and i feel like doing this i didn't know that this process was going to do this for me it was more of like a very heady thing and wanted to create but once i started to do the process i'm like oh man like there's something to like set an intention and planted it in our subconscious and you can write on these yep that's 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 part of the process yes it's it's finding out what we can do when we do things internally and they're beautiful so it's not telling you what you need in your life what what like it's not giving you a message you're giving yourself a message and finding out how powerful we actually are all right so those are kyle lynch's Portal Key Cards, the Shadow Lure series. I'm going to take a stab at Marta's name. Uh, Marta Maskowitz is the illustrator. Uh, I'm Gianna Volpe. This was the Monday uh, Meditation underwritten by Monk Music Studios. You can find both Kyle's Shadow Lure series, Portal Key Cards, and his fantasy football book on audible.com. Where, what's, the, what's the full title and where can folks find all of these things? Thank you. Um, it's Fantasy Sports Intuitive Football Edition and it's on Audible and it's on my website. There's a link on my website and I will have the Shadow Lore cards up today on my website, which is klenergyportal.com. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was Kyle Lynch. This is Billie Eilish and you just heard the Monday Meditation underwritten by Monk Music Studios right here on Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Maybe I don't feel so good. Six words you never understood. I'll never let you go. Five words you never say. I laugh alone like nothing's wrong Four days has never felt so long If three's a crowd and two was us One slipped away I just wanna make you feel okay But all you do is look the other way
Pink Floyd, Incubus, J.J. Kale, and Shaky Graves, a little Lost Lobos leading us into the NPR news break at the top of the hour and the end of this edition of The Heart. Big thanks to our guests this morning, Amy Zerner, Monty Farber, and Kyle Lynch, as well as our underwriters, Guilt Hall and Monk Music. I'm Gianna Volpe, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to WLIWFM, NPR Radio.
Eight minutes before the NPR news break at the top of the hour. A little shaky graves. A dream is a wish your heart makes. A nice companion addition to Wednesday's uh, playlist where I'll be doing all dream songs all morning long. We've got Los Lobos, When You Wish Upon a Star, leading you into the NPR news break at the top of the hour. I'm Gianna Volpe. This is Shaky Graves. And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
is a wish your heart. 